0: What's new? How is the world you? I'm Ed Peters, and speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We continue today in Romans chapter 8, moving on to verses 22 through 25. In verse 22, Paul speaks of nature suffering in sickness and death. Then, beginning with verse 23, we see that not only does nature groan, but the believer is in harmony with nature. Paul also tells us that the Christian's possession of the Holy Spirit is not only evidence of his present salvation, but it is also a pledge of his future inheritance, and not only a pledge but also a down payment on that inheritance. Now, here are verses 22 through 25, and Paul writes as follows. For we know that even the things of nature, the animals and plants, suffer in sickness and death as they await this great event. And even we Christians, although we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of that glory, also groan to be released from pain and suffering. We, too, wait anxiously for that day when God will give us our full rights as his children, including the new bodies that he has promised us, bodies that will never be sick again and will never die. We are saved by trusting. And trusting means looking forward to getting something that we don't yet have. For a man who already has something doesn't need to hope and trust that he will get it. But if we must keep on trusting God for something that hasn't happened yet, it teaches us to wait patiently and confidently.
1: Is your burden heavy as you bear? Dangers yet unknown. Are you growing weary in the struggle? Jesus will help you when on His name you call. will hide all the day when you get discouraged just remember what they do reach out to Jesus he's reaching out to you he's the land you Sorrow and despair Does the future press you With its worry and its care Oh and are you tired and friendless Have you almost lost your way Jesus discouraged just remember what to do we just...
0: We are saved by our hope in the work that Christ did for us on the cross and our faith in him. But that is not all. We have a redeemed body coming up in the future. So you see, faith, hope, and love are the vital parts of a believer's life. There would be no hope if all were realized. Someday hope will pass away in realization. In fact, both hope and faith will pass away in the glory which shall be revealed in us. Only love will abide. Now, here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder.
2: We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. That's how Paul begins verse 22 of Romans 8. I spoke yesterday about the non-human creation suffering because of Adam's, or man's, sin. Clearly, creation suffers as a result of sin. Fallen man could not live in an unfallen world, so God subjected the rest of his creation to suffer and finally to die. So creation's suffering is a result of sin. Now in verse 22, the groaning of creation is not only a result, but it's also a prophecy. Paul says that those groanings and sufferings of creation are birth pains. That is, they indicate a future birth. They are prophetic. The pains of creation aren't death pains, but birth pains. There is deliverance ahead. There is coming a delivery, a birth. There is coming a day of redemption. There is a future, a birth, a dawn of a new age where everything will be made right and where suffering will be no more for man nor for the rest of God's creation. That hope was frequently and fervently verbalized by both Old Testament and New Testament writers. While believers' bodies will be resurrected and made new, the non-human creation will also at the same time be renewed. Now, while creation waits for redemption, when it will be made new, we believers also groan or suffer, but there is a difference between us and the rest of creation. While both hope, we believers have a guarantee A down payment, at taste of that hope, which the rest of creation does not have. Listen to verse 23 of Romans 8. We ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. We have the first fruits of the Spirit. The non-human creation doesn't have that. The idea of first fruits was clear to the people of the Bible. When the first sheaf of the crop was offered at the Feast of First Fruits, that sheaf was an indication that there was much more coming. That first sheaf was a guarantee that there was much more. It was an initial down payment of more to come. It was a first installment. Now Paul writes that the believer has that first installment which the rest of creation doesn't have. That initial payment or first installment or guarantee is the indwelling Spirit of God. That's a foretaste, a guarantee of the future. Now, what is it about that future that will be so great? Well, among other things, it's the redemption of this physical body. That's when our adoption will be completed, when we enter into our full inheritance. So this body will die and be laid in the grave, but it will one day be resurrected from that grave and it will be renewed. That is, it will be made fit for eternity, for the presence of God in the next dimension of our existence. And we will fully enter into our inheritance as sons and daughters of God. Again, both Old Testament and New Testament writers witness to the fact of the resurrection. Paul elaborates on the resurrection of our bodies in his second letter to the Corinthians. In chapter 4, verse 7 through 5, 10. So creation too will one day be resurrected, be made new. Paul gives inanimate creation human feelings. Creation longs for that day of renewal too, Paul says. Now, that brings up an interesting point. If creation was subjected to suffering and death as a result of man's sin, then it would appear that death was not a part of creation before man's sin. Death was, of course, not a part of human experience before sin, but what about non-human creation, the trees, the plants, the animals, and so on? If death is the result of sin, then death perhaps didn't befall non-human creation until humans sinned. Interesting. Perhaps there was no death before sin in any and all of God's creation, human and non-human. Now, we can't imagine that. In our world now, death is a necessity. Our world couldn't long exist without that cycle of life and death. But evidently things were different before sin. Death was simply foreign to our world. Death is a foreign element brought in as a result of sin. Death is sin's wages. It wasn't a part of creation. Certainly it wasn't a part of man's existence. God didn't create death. Perhaps trees didn't die. I say we can't fathom such a world. But Paul writes that creation longs to be delivered from suffering and death, and it will be delivered at the time man's bodies are raised to that next dimension. Both humans and non-humans will be delivered from sin, from suffering, and from death.